0: And welcome to Hot Girls with me, Lex, and the Dex. This is the show where we explore the mechanics of the music industry through intimate conversations on creativity and biography episodes exploring the lives of iconic artists. This week, I'm taking it back to the early 90s to look at the career of MC Light, one of the first major-selling rap MCs. Light was directional and hungry. There was no one for Light to mimic. She had to define the pattern. So this is an episode in Being the First by MC Light. Ladies Listen up. You're listening to Hot Girls. With Lex on the deck. We in the mix. It's fire. We're going. We are fire. From London for the world. Let's go in. She's uh, phenomenal. She's not just a rapper, She, I think she is a master of ceremony. A legend. True. She's one of the wisest people that I have been gifted to know. In 1971, in Queens, New York, Lana Michelle Mora was born to Constance. She was raised in a single-parent home but had extended family she was very close to. She speaks of her grandmother's house as the place she'd go to listen to hip-hop, as her grandmother lived in Brooklyn. And then when she'd go back to Queens, a different part of New York, she'd listen to the soul of Tina Marie. One of the families she grew up very close to had sons who went by Milk D and Gizmo, and they formed an audio duo called Audio 2. From the age of about 12 years old, MC Light, aka Lana, was exposed to the possibilities of being an artist, and specifically a hip-hop artist, through her relationship with Dr. Duo. And so this is the first lesson I want to call out on firsts. MC Light is often considered the first lady of hip-hop. She was definitely one of the first big stars of the genre, but while she didn't have many women to look to, she evidently did have people to look to who were around her and showed her it was possible. After these early experiences, listening to music and seeing her friends push forward as artists, she started going to a place called Latin Quarters. In the years between 1984 and 1987, Latin Quarters, which is a club in Times Square in New York, and it was like the place to be for up-and-coming hip-hop artists and talent, MC likes started going when she was 16. Her mum gave her permission, knowing already at this stage that she wanted to pursue music. Light talks a lot about how her mum created a clear dynamic of space and rules. Like, you can have these freedoms, but there are these clear things I won't tolerate. And what I really respect in that is that clear distinguisher of boundaries of freedom based on respect. While at Latin Quarters, Light met DJ Clark Kent, who Light would later collaborate with, and whose production credits include Jay-Z and 50 Cent. And he was also Foxy Brown's cousin. Her first record, however, which came out when she was 16, was produced by the pair she calls her brothers, Audio 2 under a record label which their father had established under Atlantic Records. The track was called I Cram to Understand You, and it was released in 1987. In the year it was released, the record was considered by the New York Times to be one of the best final releases of the year. It also had a positive anti-drug message, which I want to call out because rap is often held as encouraging drug use or bad behavior. But not in the case of MC Light, or Queen Latifah, who was actively pro-feminist, or salt n Pepper, who advocated for safe sex in their lyrics. Excuse me for pointing out the obvious, but the first successful women of rap were much more progressive and positive in their content than might be painted. In 1988, age 17, she released her first album, Light as a Rock. Cheeky little pun there. It didn't perform commercially very well, peaking at number 50 in the US hip-hop chart and not charting in the Billboard 100 at all. However, it's considered and listed by many publications as being one of the most important hip-hop albums of all time. For example, in 2008, Rolling Stone listed it as one of the 15 albums which made rap explode in what they called hip-hop's greatest year. And it also secured Light one of her key firsts. She became the first female hip-hop artist to release a full-length album. The album was classic hip-hop, and it sampled icons in James Brown and Ray Charles. In the beginning, when you want to make a record, that's all you really hope for, is I want to make this record. Okay, great, it's made. Woo! okay, now I want to do a video. Okay, shoot the video. Wow, that's great. Okay, now I want the record to sell. Okay, so it's like you're never satiated, because you want everything to be, you know, if not as good, better than the last Just over a year later, she followed up with the release of her second album, Eyes on This. Again, this album is critically hailed. Still today, 30 years later, it's considered one of the greatest rap albums released, but it also performed well commercially. One of the singles of the album, Cha Cha Cha, went to number one on the US rap chart. And in 1990, after touring that album, age 19, MC Light became the first rap artist to perform at Carnegie Hall. Light wasn't just successful in the States, despite that being her home ground. The sound of hip-hop swept across Europe, and her first major tour was around Denmark. She was one of the artists developing hip-hop and defining it. Her third album came out in 1991, four years after her first. Again, while the album did well in hip-hop charts, rap was nowhere close to mainstream, and it didn't enter the Billboard Hot 100. Her breakthrough single in terms of crossing over from niche to mainstream, so often called a crossover track, and hitting those purchase numbers, came from her fourth album. The track was called Roughneck, and it went to number 35 in America, and it also charted in the UK. The most important thing for Light, though, with this track and legacy, was that it became the first gold-selling single by a female hip-hop artist ever. She also received her first Grammy nomination, but unfortunately lost out to Dr. Dre. Following this crossover moment, she went on to tour with Janet Jackson and signed a new record deal with a sub-label under Electra Records. After a decade of releasing, Light continued her chart presence with two more albums, scoring her fourth number one on the Hot Rap Songs chart through a link-up with P. Diddy and Missy Elliott. While MC Light's dominance simmered after the 2000s came in and new artists broke through, she continued working and still does, forming a record label and expanding her influence more behind the scenes and working with new talent. She hasn't relied solely on music for money, saying in an interview that actually voiceover work has been one of her highest commercial successes, as in voicing over adverts for big brands. She's also written, owned a boutique, and done a lot of philanthropic work with a particular focus on AIDS foundations and charities. If you think you can do it, turn that into you know you can do it, and then do it and get it done. I love that clip. Okay, so just to remind you on the theme of this episode, first... MC Light was the first rap artist ever to perform at New York's historic Carnegie Hall. She was the first female rapper to ever receive a gold single. She was the first female solo rapper ever nominated for a Grammy Award. And in 2006, MC Light became the first solo female rapper to be honoured on VH1's Hip Hop Honours. But what lessons can we learn from her? Well, first, having a legendary status might come without great commercial success at your time. If you're the first, you're laying the foundations. Others get to pick up on that, and they'll probably be able to learn from what you've got, but they're they're standing on your shoulders. And that's true in the world of tech, music, and brands. Often the really commercially successful ones are the ones which come second or third. The second lesson is about consistency. Light didn't take time off. She released, really regularly, three albums in four years at the start of her career. When you've got a little bit of a sense of presence, you need to maintain that heat. The third lesson is about owning your lane. Light wasn't sexual or provocative. That just wasn't her world. And while that association is definitely there nowadays, there is space to be hugely successful as an artist and to ignore those stereotypes. It's much more important to be true to who you are and not try and conform to what might have developed. And the final lesson from MC Light is be nice. She's really encouraging about the artists. In interview, she comes across as a really genuinely nice person who looks for the best in people. She's not egotistical and she doesn't complain. She made great music. She had a huge impact on this genre that is so dominant nowadays. And we all have a lot to be thankful to her for. Thanks for listening, guys, and have a great week. What up, let's we, we keep our eyes on the prize. If we no surprise, good women, we're destined to rise. Yeah. Sky celebrating, uplifting the new.